Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey there, Glenn. Hey, morning, Mikey. What up, my friend? Not much, man. Let's get another cup of coffee. We, how, why do we always get the same table? This is awesome. I know. But sometimes it's good to change up tables. You know, sometimes it's good to move one seat to the right. Don't like change, Glenn. I know. Yeah, but we're better at change today than we were. Oh, my goodness. Right? So much better at change. Some people actually embrace it today. Yeah. They don't and, curse it. Uh, and remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. <laughs> oh, I love that one. In fact, I, in fact, frankly, just yeah. to give you a little some stats, sure. that's our most popular episode. Really? That has the most listener downloads. Okay. So check it out if you haven't yet. Yep. Uh, if yet. nothing changes, nothing changes. I don't know the episode number, but it's in there in the menu. That's right. <laughs> All right. What do we got today? All right. So here's what we got. So we have been getting questions from listeners. Right. Um, and and we're, we're handling them a couple different ways. First of all, we love the engagement podcast at sober.coffee. And um, we've gotten some great questions. We, we you know, are handling them in a couple different ways. Number one, some of them are personal. We're handling them directly. You know, we right. just kind of jump in directly. And, you know, we really appreciate the opportunity for that. Secondly, you know, some of these they're shorter, right? So we mm-hmm. do a rapid fire, okay. right? We're doing a rapid fire. We handle three or four questions during one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and some are a little protracted. So we're, you know, from, such as this one, right? Mm-hmm. We have a, a listener question and uh, we're just going to tear it apart and, right. and, and chat through it. Let's give it a go. Hey, yeah. can I handle one personally though before we jump in? Yeah. Okay, this one, this is a shout out to no, my... No, you don't have time to go to the restroom. This is a shout out to my mom who <laughs> emailed us and said, do I get a mug for being one of your listeners? There you go. Yeah, go mom, mom. Mom, I'll work on it. Go mom. That's, well, she's, I think she represents 90% of our listenership, right? <laughs> she, she, that's awesome. When we're down on downloads, we can always count on her. I know. Come on, mom. All right. All right. So here's the question for today. Um, why do I need to wait a year to do X? Okay. Right. So, so, you know, some, some of those things are, Hey, why do I need, you know, early in sobriety people, you know, and I've heard it around the rooms. I've been told, you know, Hey, wait a year. You know, when you're early in sobriety, wait a year to start a relationship, mm-hmm. wait a year to change jobs, start a new job, wait a year to move, mm-hmm. wait a year to X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Right? right. Major decision. Right. So why, why is that, why is that said or, and, and why is that a good idea, or is it a good idea? Right. Well, I'm no professional. Uh, you know, by the way, oh, how you're do I... Are pulling the disclosures out again? Yeah, here we go. How do I get, like, initials after my name? I mean, I can't, I'm not smart enough <laughs> yeah. to get DDS or DR or... or but how do I get initials out? That? You know, I'm, I'm giving out. you initials. FPO, for professionals only. For professionals only. Yeah, so that's a great question because... And it is a question that, that professionals discuss a lot. I... Uh, you know, I've been online before asking the same question, and there's a million answers out there. And the professionals, the professionals, yes, many of them suggest that you wait a year before you before you do that. And again, they understand 
they understand a lot more about what's going on and how long it takes people to process and, uh, and, and how long it takes to create habits and all this other stuff, right? So, so they get all that. I'm just looking at life from life standpoint, and the, what jumps out at me is, is that it's a tough question. It's a tough question, but I think I have an answer. I think I have an answer for myself, and that is that I could do anything in the first year of my sobriety or, or early in my sobriety as long as my sobriety is my number one priority, not, not a priority, the priority. That's the key thing for me. All right, so I love how I love how you look at that, and, and that just really kind of clicked and made sense for me. Um, you know, I'm working with a guy, and, and, and this is kind of what I, how I frame it. I'm, I'm working with a guy, love him, absolutely love him, but you know, he's he's working his own plan, right? Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of a story in the big book where you know the uh, guy comes out of the tornado shelter, mm-hmm. you know, and says, "Look, ma, the wind stopped blowing," right? And he's you know, it, 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 it just reminded me so many times of when I would come out of a disastrous relapse and I would um, jump right back into work mm-hmm. and I would jump right back into everything I was doing and I would up my game. Mm-hmm. In fact, my best productivity is when I came out of my disastrous relapses because I like tripled down on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't sustainable, right? right? So I'm working with a guy and... Um, you know, comes out of a disastrous relapse, detox, strapped down in the hospital, you know, for a detox, right? Comes out. And within a week, he tells me, I'm starting a new job. I'm going to buy a house, you know, where my kids can come live with me. Um, I'm starting a side business, a side hustle. I've got my girlfriend. I want her to move from Florida to here to, you know, start to get engaged. Wow. Right? And start, and I'm, I'm going to work on blending our families like a week after it's disastrous, right? Wow. So, uh, you know, as we started this episode, I mean, they're kind of some major decisions. Yeah, absolutely. All of them independently. And, he, and he's, doing fi- he's doing all five because, of them. Because, you know, look, Ma, the wind stopped blowing. Right. right? So, so the way I picture that, and, and, and as, I, as I outlined it for him, um, you know, I think he's trying to build tall, without building wide and deep. Okay. So that immediately takes me to a building in Chicago, right? Like they, they built one of these big towers. The first thing they do for a year is work on the foundation. Mm-hmm. They dig, they dig deep. They put all the pilings, all those deep pilings deep in the ground. They t- Tons of concrete, right? They give it the right time to sit and cure and, and, and get solid, right? And only when you have that do they start to build up. Right. Right, um, and and if if you didn't do that, then the building would come down. Right. And and so I was trying to explain to this dude. I'm like, you know, I said, you know, I, I really think sobriety is that foundation. Is the foundation. And and for me, early in my early, you know, first two years. In fact, three years. In fact, even now, over six years, you know, I'm just starting to build higher mm-hmm. because I know I have. A very good base, mm-hmm. you know, of, of sobriety. But I knew for several years that I was underperforming. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't building up. I knew I had the talent to build up. I knew I had opportunities to build up, but I purposefully did not because I wanted to make sure because I had seen the building collapse in my own life so many times. 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to learn. I'm going to go to these meetings, go to these meetings. I'm going to dive in the deep end of the pool. I'm going to learn and I'm going to get this stuff where it's deep and wide. So now I have a chance of building, building high. I love that. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally does. And, you know, here in the big book, they say, you know, to be careful, to be, to be careful. To be careful of what is out there. And they use the words cunning, baffling, and powerful, mm-hmm. right? And so... I love those words, by the way. I don't know who, who came up with those. I brilliant. know, right? But the way I see it is if you're distracted, if you're distracted, it's, it's almost like going into a, into a fight and you got this... You put your armor on, right? You put your belt and your chest plate. Mm-hmm. I'm, going, I'm going back a couple of years. Yeah. We don't fight yeah. like this anymore, but um, at least not that I'm aware of. So you get this armor on, but, but if you're... And, and then the arrow's coming, it, it ricochets off your armor. Why? Because you're ready, you're focused on it, you're prepared for it. If you don't have your armor on and you're, and you're going through life, I mean, you're going to take an arrow. So if I could modernize that. Yeah, please. Because um, I, I, you know, I love that. What, what I call that is sober maturity, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and sober maturity is having a length of time and a period of sobriety and really working the steps, right, and making progress. And and what I realized about that is when when I when I had that level of sober maturity, I can take shots from the world, from others. I can take failures, I can take falling down, I can take missteps, mistakes, and and they glance off me. Whereas before, early in sobriety, without the sober maturity, you know, I was still sensitive. I it was all about me. You know, I had to, that took a period of time, and I took one of those shots, man. I would I would relapse right. because I couldn't what, I couldn't handle it. Can I, it, it. But life comes at you, right? And and opportunity comes at you. And you're right. The wind stops blowing, right? And you want to. You've got this kind of new bounce in your step, and you want to take it out for a walk, you mm-hmm. know. And but the thing the thing is is that if you don't continue to work on the sobriety, then how do I put it? I had a mantra. I had a mantra in, in my sobriety, and, and I started it when I was in rehab, and it was four words. Get healthy, period. Mm-hmm. Stay healthy, period. And so I run everything through a filter now in my life of is this part of getting healthy or staying healthy? It, that's my number one the F, everything builds off of that. It goes back to your foundation, Glenn. It's- yeah, and I, I, I think a key for me is um, working with a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So I can remember early on making all my decisions. I would bounce them off my, my sponsor, and he was so patient with me. Uh, but he really helped me filter through a decisioning tree, you know, of, of how I look at things, right? Because I'm I'm grandiose, you know. I hey, I want you know big, better, you know, whatever. And he really helped me with that. But one example is, you know, in uh, September of 2014, I went into my four month program. So I'm 60 days into my four month program. I'm bored out of my mind, you know. All I look at the same, you know, eight dudes that are in the same program, and like, you know. They were super attractive to me for two weeks, and I'm like really enthusiastic. After eight weeks, you know, same meetings, same guys every day. Uh, so I, so I, I went to my temporary sponsor at the time, and I said, hey, John, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about going on Match.com. 
you know. And I just like to go out, and it's the holidays coming up. I just like to go see the Christmas tree with, with a nice girl and, you know, just do that. I said, do you think I can handle that, you know? And, uh, you know, instead of, you know, waiting a year before a new decision, I'm two months into it, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy says, well, let, let's talk through it. And, and he says, well, what happens, you know, if the girl says no? I'm like, well, then, hey, I'll just go to the next one, you know? And he says, what's your profile going to look like? Is it going to say a non-drinker? And I'd always struggled with that before, and I was laying up relapsing because I would, I would pretend, you know? So I said, no, it's going to say non-drinker. I said, I will not drink. I'll have boundaries. I don't, okay. He goes, okay, I think you can do it. Try it. I said, he said, let's talk before and after every date, right? So I laying up meeting this girl, uh, Jen, you know? And so this is like November. So it's a couple, you know, three months over. So, you know, I, I talked to him before. I said, hey, here's what she's about. Here's what we're going to do. Here's where we're going to go. You know, and he, I said, here's where we're going to stop because I had to stop the date at 9 o'clock because I had to go back for a check-in for my program. So, um, so and I said, I'll, I'll call you after the date. And he said, okay. So it was all structure. I was working with somebody, giving me guidance, helping me read the label on my jar. <clears throat> and it worked. I mean, I married her. Not that night. <laughs> Wait, is that the end of the story? You married yeah, her? I married her. Right. So, so it does work, but I, you know, I just want folks to know kind of you know, what was behind that. You mm-hmm. know? Because my way of doing it was going to Match.com and, and putting social drinker you know, because I didn't want anybody to judge me and I didn't really figure that all out yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I would have been right back in the soup. So what was successful there is working with somebody else, working with my sponsor, getting guidance, having guardrails, having a plan. And, and hey, did it work out? Yes, it did. Yeah, it could have went either way. The point of the matter is is that you went through it. You process, you, well, you put a process behind your plan. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I, I planned a plan. So, plan a plan. So, you know, hey, I, I, I think there's, you know, I think that's a general rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I think there's exceptions to that. But I think one of the keys is, you know, um, A, you like, like you start off, priority is sobriety. Must, must. I mean, that's got to be number one. And then, you know, you're working with somebody will help you identify your motives, right. help you build a plan. And they can help you read a label in your jar, especially early in sobriety, that I had no idea what that meant. Or, you know, all I knew is my decision-making process was crap. Right, right. You know, the thing that's been helpful to me in the past couple of years is – uh, again, I, sh- I should be, this show should be sponsored by, uh, by Google because I use all their products, but I got the, <laughs> you know, I, I use Google for my task, uh, list. And what happens is when I come into a week, a month, a week, a day, I number what my priorities are. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so as I'm going through a massive list of 20, 30 things, I find that I have, I end up with certain number by default, number one, these are really important or urgent things that need to get done. Right. I guess here's my psyche change. My psyche change is that there can only be one number one. There can be multiple number twos that are important for me to accomplish, but none of them are more important than the work on my sobriety. Because if I don't have that, I get none of the benefits of the other things because before when drinking was my number one priority, I got the net result of drinking being number one priority and that was misery and chaos and the list could go on and on. Mm -hmm. So as long as 
that filter, as long as it goes through the get healthy, stay healthy, is what is my goal today to get healthy and stay healthy. That's my number one goal. Then I think for me, I can entertain new and and challenging opportunities. You know, that's awesome. So again, work with somebody else, right? See and make and a professional maybe a priority. And, and yeah. I'm telling you, there is there is significant value in building that foundation wide and deep mm-hmm. before you start building up. And, uh, you know, again, I point to sober maturity. You know, there's a lot of things without guidance, without a plan, I couldn't handle. And if I couldn't handle it, I knew booze was a solution. Yep. You know, so. Not today. Uh, very good question. Thank yeah, you great for the stuff. question. Keep them coming. Podcast at sober.coffee. You know, again, great. Mikey, love having coffee with you, man. Good stuff, Glenn. Have a great Thanks. day, brother. All right, man. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.